0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the San Antonio
1: Soccer Roundtable. Uh, We got a special guest with us here this evening, uh, not quite soccer related, but still a fun guy (laughs) to talk to and uh, always love having him on uh matthew skinner welcome to the the san antonio soccer roundtable how you doing this evening what's up
0: guys thanks for having me once again (laughs) i love being on (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely man we had so much fun last year you know i just figured we got a a special event coming up that we're going to get into uh here in just a minute that we'll tell you guys all about um so happy to have you on again man and uh, looking forward to getting into it with you here in a second Uh, thank you very much harry and rafa man some uh some exciting news today in the uh san antonio soccer world and, and just kind of in the soccer world in general uh harry i'm gonna let you kind of go into all those details since you are our upsl and npsl expert on the san antonio soccer Roundtable. but before a little bit we, later <laughs> before we get started how are you doing this evening
2: man uh, i'm doing all right it's uh you know it's uh you know it's it's interesting here. You're not the cutest guy on the on the on the podcast tonight. So, you know, that you, you, you got Matt? that going for you. You, you dropped <laughs> down over <to number> two. <laughs> <laughs> when Danielle was on, you didn't come on that strongly,
1: Harry. <laughs> and of course, Rafa, our roadman, our traveler, our coach. How are you doing tonight, Rafa? Uh,
3: good, good. Had some visits today, and uh, got more this week. Yeah, I know you got a tough
1: schedule up ahead, and, and we're going to miss having you on the show. So uh, we'll definitely get into all your thoughts and, and give you plenty of time to make sure we uh, get you in tonight, because uh, I know you had mentioned before we got started that we might be missing you here for the next couple weeks. Yeah. So uh, it won't be the same without you, buddy, but obviously the show will continue. Uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, I know we took last week off with the Mexico-Argentina game. So I guess before we get into the whole Beard versus Beans thing, uh, we'll give uh, one last uh, condolences. I know you were at the match, Rafa. Uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that game, man, or, or lack thereof.
3: Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it it was a good game, but. I think the referee had a lot of influence. Oh come on! On the game, and he
2: did. He actually did. I'm like right there, front and center. That's, that's so, USA's excuse. That's, oh, it's the referee when we USA's play Mexico. He can't be doing the same thing. That's our line. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, but also, also, I think the defense. You know, they made both them mistakes, but I understand the two guys that were playing in the central mid. They're not going to be the actual starters because the actual starters are the ones that started at the, US, in the game versus the USA. But I think he, he kind of realized, you know, where he's at. And, you know, he even said it himself, you know, Mexico's not a Tier 1 team like France and Argentina. They're not there yet. But he said he's he's working on that. And like I said, it looks – we saw some flashes some some good stuff. But it's, it's still a work in progress. But I, I do expect them to see good things from them. And they should qualify for the World Cup. But that
2: should not be a problem. Yeah, we don't. Expect yeah, they're that. not the United States, man. <laughs> well.
1: I'm curious, so What, what, what about Ochoa, man? I, I know he's usually a pretty strong keeper to uh, allow that many goals. Did he have a pretty yeah. good showing, or what was his performance like?
3: You know, you know, that's not. not I guess being a goalkeeping coach, always I used to tell the kids, you know, if they score on you, it's the defense's fault. You know, they have to get through them first. Unless you make a bonehead mistake, just kick it to somebody and they kick it back in the net. You know, he. He did make some great saves because I one of the the second half, you know, I got to see him right, right right in front, right in front of me, not too like what maybe ten feet of me. And I mean, he did some great plays. It was just his defense just made mistakes that he couldn't. You know, those are good shots. You know, those are really hard to unless you're lucky to stop those, and then yeah, you know, you're gonna get those. But those, I mean, he he did had a good game, but. And I guess I still have confidence in him. Um, he should be their number one keeper. Uh, the other keeper they had from the previous game, he's he's an up-and-coming. And like I said, so they're pretty deep on the, on pretty much a lot of the areas. So I don't go keeping their deep. <coughs> Central defense is probably going to be their Achilles heel right now. Uh, but midfield, forward, you know, they're two, three deep there. So I think Tata is going to have to figure out you know who's going to be their starting center mids? Not center mid, center defender, central defenders, right before the World Cup starts. Because Bafa Marquez, he's already retired, and there's really no really no one else.
2: He'll come back. It's, it'll be what six, right? Six World Cups. He did five, right? Yeah, he did five. So he's got to get a six, man. <laughs> We don't I think mean, anybody's... He's,
3: he's long retired now. Unless they're going to bring Cuauhtémoc Blanco back, maybe get his World Cup number seven or something for him. But I don't think
1: any Mexico fans are too concerned with uh, just the one game there for the World Cup. Uh, as Harry mentioned, not quite in the same boat as the uh, USA. Mm-hmm. But uh without further ado, uh the one and only... Matthew Skinner is joining us this evening. Uh, for, for most of the people that uh, watch the show and everything or have been for some time, I, I know we've had you on before and talked a little bit about Beard versus Beans and exactly what you and your brother Miguel, who couldn't be with us tonight, shame on you. Shame um, on him. I've <laughs> been doing, but t- tell everybody a little bit about what Beard versus Beans is just in case they're not yeah. aware.
0: Absolutely. So Beard versus Beans is basically a collaboration between my brother and I, and uh, we raise awareness and donations for the Alzheimer's Association. It started off as a simple prank, uh, me pranking my brother. He hates beans, so I try to get him to eat beans by posting on Facebook and asking everybody, hey, if you know my brother, you know that he hates beans, and if you know my grandmother, you know that she's suffering from Alzheimer's disease. So I offered uh, you know a donation of $20 per just one bean for my brother to eat. Uh, he did not have a good <laughs> go at that. He was not happy about it at all. I raised about $300 uh, overnight, and uh, next thing I knew, he was retaliating against me and said, hey, if I raise more than you, you're going to have to shave your beard. So that's how Beard versus Beans was born. And we're in our third year right now. Uh, our round three is happening September 21st at the Burleson Yard Beer Garden here in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, since August of 2017, we've raised over And we're pretty proud of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge number, man. I don't think if people really realize, you know, because we know you as a human being, you know, and just as a friend and and Miguel and and everything. And I, you know, I I think that people sometimes fail to realize exactly how much money that you guys have raised for this cause. So tell us again, just one more time, what that number was.
0: Yeah, so we've raised over twenty five thousand dollars, and you know we uh, we have a five k ten k run that happens in April. It's an official Fiesta event that helps out a lot. Uh, we also have um, an event that happens in June for the Longest Day campaign with the Alzheimer's Association. Um, so the the two runs that we have, plus our Beard versus Beans actual battle that we have, um, it's just we're growing, and it's it, it's. The cash is stacking up for the Alzheimer's Association. We're making a huge difference by helping uh, fund research and development to hopefully find a cure someday. And I I love it. I'm super proud of what we do, but I'm hungry for for growth. And uh, I'm trying to get out to as many people as I possibly can, especially right now because – this is our round three event where my brother and I are literally battling to see who wins. I've lost the past two years, and this is 2019, it's year of the beard, man. It's gonna happen, so I'm rooting for me, all
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> In it to win it this year, and I, I think you've got some additional support. This might be the first year where we get to see you uh, take home the trophy, so for those who weren't aware of the uh, the, the first punishment, obviously, was the, the beard and, and him eating the beans, uh, what was what was last year's challenge? What did you have to do for uh, losing
0: last so, year? So, yeah, so first year, uh, you know, my brother had to eat beans or I had to shave my beard. Second year, uh, we did tattoos. We put tattoos on the line. Um, I lost. Uh, but, you know, I say that I just have more people that love me, and they just they enjoy seeing me humiliated. Hey, <laughs> you know? that's that's how I am you know if I love someone I'm gonna make fun of them you know that's just that's my nature and I feel that I get that a lot from other people so you know I just I I think this is my brother's year and I want him to know that people love him too and I think a way for people to show that is by donating to me Because you know the, the way I've been saying saying this year we're doing embarrassing calendars, okay? So I'm saying you know if you love my brother, I'm gonna give you an entire year worth of my brother, you know. And you know he's he's really he's really on the edge about it. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna do anything ridiculous, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be showing any skin or you know none of that, but. Uh, I, I found ways around it, all right? There's nude colored unitards that I can get for him. And <laughs> I'm still able to dress him as skimpy as possible and also like family friendly. I got to think of that too. But, uh, you know, just to kind of give you all an idea, this is a little something that I made of my brother. <laughs> I <laughs> photoshopped it, but I think that um, <laughs> it goes without saying, I've got better ideas to embarrass him on a calendar. He's got nothing planned. And uh, at least, not that I know of, he's really hush hush about it. But I just, I think I've got, I've got a good plan going. But does that
2: worry you that you know he's kind of holding back and waiting till the last minute?
0: No, not at all. I've, I've got the opportunity to market.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not worried about it. it, I've got a head
0: start on the jump, and uh, so far, um, like I said last, I saw I had raised seven hundred dollars for this campaign, and uh, I, I saw him at six fifteen. But he's, he's kind of it's, in for it this year because I have a sponsor. I have an official sponsor, uh, which is UPS, and they're bringing $1,300 to the table. And he's that's already That's where the behind. big money hits, right? Like I remember last year, Saturday night, as you
1: mentioned, Burleson Yard Beard Garden, Beard versus Beans, that's where all the money's at the table. Right now it's a tight race, oh, yeah. but I seem to remember oh, yeah. last year, like – he came out with a few grand like that night and it was yeah yeah so yeah uh
0: and and that like you're right uh we have our followers and the people that support us and uh they're they're helping us out from the get-go which is great because to me people that donate to our alzheimer's association donation pages once i see that stuff building up and i think uh speaking for my brother as well uh we get pumped about it you know Mm -hmm. we see those funds coming in and we know that this it goes directly to the Alzheimer's Association first off, and uh, I think we we instantly just see the involvement of the community, and it really gets us pumped and, and trying to work harder to either you know get others to help us out with donation prizes or sponsorship and things like that. Um, and I love it, but you're right, 100. The the cash flow really comes in at the actual event. We have donation prizes, we do raffles, 50 uh, 50 silent auctions, kind of stuff. So um, I'm I'm excited to see. What we can pull out, you know, this coming weekend. So I'm, I'm excited. I really am. I I feel getting kind of like shaky, you know, like not out of, not out of fear of losing because I think I got it. But you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really proud of what we do, and uh, I like how we do it. You know, so absolutely great time.
1: Yeah, no, and to tell us a little bit, I'm just kind of curious, uh, you know, a couple of prizes maybe this year, some of the, the top type of uh, items or, or things that you Yeah, guys are doing yeah. So, so um,
0: we've got a bunch of uh, gift cards that we've got um, coming from different locations uh, like Walmart and um, 50, 54th Grill and um, I think mean, we've got so much it's kind of hard to go down a list right now I kind of went blank but uh, GLI always hooks it up with the uh, cool awesome prizes you know Lone Star stuff that we mm-hmm. raffle off um <clears throat> And, um, I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of help and support. Oh, we got, um, the Aztec theater is hooking us up with some tickets, uh, to Tesla, a cool band, and and we're trying to work out some other deals to kind of grow, uh, you know, our event with them throughout the year. So hopefully we can look for, you know, some more, um, tickets donated from the Aztec theater. Um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm in the talks with a lot of other businesses right now, um, you know, to, hopefully get additional donation prizes, but we got GLI always picks it up. And those are the fun prizes that we like to see. Uh, I mean, as you know, uh, with SAFC, I mean, Lone Star is a big influence on, on all of that. So um, they help, they help out a bunch and we've got a lot of, those cool prizes for what I call the knuckleheads. Those are my family. <laughs> uh, those are <laughs> the people I like to hang out with. So we got stuff like that, um, and uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what we come up with. We still we still have a lot of businesses that are uh, you know interested in, in donating, and we get a lot of people uh, last minute. Um, one of the crazy ones that we got though uh, are um, adult video megaplex. They hooked oh. it up with. <laughs> So much like so
1: much. We can't say on this
0: show. <laughs> so much I'm not allowed to say, you know, but <laughs> family I, my brother thought I was crazy for doing it. But, you know, I, I said, you know, Alzheimer's doesn't segregate. Why am I? People are willing to help out with what we got going on. I'm more than happy to, to bring whoever's willing to, to take part in what we're doing. You know, um, we're trying we're, we're family friendly um, and working with the Alzheimer's Association and all that. So we, we have to we have to market it properly. You know, we can't we can't just put it out there. But uh, we, we have a plan for that kind of stuff after hours when the kids can't be around Uh, and i honestly think we're going to see a big draw from that (laughs) i I really do everybody's
1: gonna Uh, be watching to see who bids on that silent auction i'm gonna have
0: to put a curtain or something by there (laughs) like when you vote we need more security than that (laughs) i mean we've got we've got a lot of crazy people uh you know joining the, the mission that, that we're on to. And, and they're just as wild and out uh, outreaching as, as we are. And I'm very proud of that. I'm not going to say no to anybody that wants to help us. It's just finding a way to to micromanage that and make sure that we're still you know i I always tell my brother I want to be as much on the edge as I possibly can, but still you know represent the Al- yeah represent alzheimer's the alzheimer's association, association as, as as properly as we can, but we're edgy, and that's that's kind of why we're working, you know, mm-hmm. and i I want to hold up to that, and this is a fun, weird, crazy way that I'm nervous about honestly <laughs> but, but it's funny, and uh and I'm excited to see the turnout with that too and then after midnight, we'll see it's gonna get crazy. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> (laughs) 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 you were there you know he's seen it i mean we've got a crazy bunch of wild wild people that are just about uh about making a difference as much as we are and we're proud of that so
1: absolutely no it's a great time man i'm looking forward to it i'll be out there with the family and everything i'm gonna take delaney they got a playground for the kids so i know she really enjoys just kind of hanging out over there in that area and everything and uh plenty of picnic tables and and people around that just, uh, plenty of space. We're we're going to have people
0: in and out the the venue throughout the entire night. Um, so I'm excited to see how many people we pulled last, last year it rained and we still pulled, we pulled more money than we did our first year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the weather looks beautiful this weekend. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see all the beautiful faces out there. And I, I I'm interested in seeing numbers. Uh, you know, those are important to a lot of the people that, that we reach out to for donation prizes or sponsorship. And, uh, and it makes me
2: proud seeing that. <laughs> Absolutely. <So laughs> Come do you out. Know if there's any specials from, uh, you know, Burleson yard, Bill garden, beer garden? You know yeah. That?
0: Yeah. They, we always have drink specials going on with them. Um, you know, since Alzheimer's association, their color is purple, we, we tend to do a, uh, a purple drink. Uh, Last year we had Lone Star Red and Lone Star Blue. as as some specials that they had going on there which is really cool because we kind of marketed it as red and blue make purple you know <laughs> so uh yeah lots of drink specials they've got food out there already we're gonna have raffle prizes we're gonna have uh dj lee and el gato mixing out mm-hmm. there so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time man i'm i'm excited and i hope all of y'all can make it out i know we got scott coming but uh, if y'all got a time to just come out and have a few drinks with us we'd love to see y'all there
1: Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. And one last question before we let you sure. go and kind of get into the soccer news. I, I know you mentioned the race and, and some of the other events that you guys have outside of this, this being the big pinnacle event. What are your thoughts next year? Well, what do you have up your sleeve as far as some uh, Skinner events that you want to host?
0: <sighs> yeah, so my brother did, you know, a paint with a twist kind of thing. And uh, to be honest, um, I'd love to do some other events. I, I've I tried to look into something for October um, with a friend of mine, his name's Chad and he plays in a band called next to, or uh, nothing lost. And, uh, they're a punk band. I got a punk, punk music scene and we tried to build a show in October. It was really short notice. Uh, so we pushed back, but I think I'm going to try to do a music event, uh, nice. probably at the bang bang bar. Um, and something, something I would definitely like to grow in the future. I would like to do a really heavily influenced music event with some really big bands somewhere down the line, you know, uh, I've been trying to set up a five-year plan for some crazy stuff like that. But, uh, but right now, uh, the main focus, of course, are the runs, uh, are, are round four, which is gonna be next year. And uh, one of the big things I'm looking into is sponsorship. Uh, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to have a jumpsuit full of sponsors, like a nice race car, car driver for the Alzheimer's Association or something, yes. you know? <laughs> and uh, I suit. like to throw that kind of stuff in my face, say, look how hard I worked, bro, you know? patches <laughs> like, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, something. Something like that. So I, I'm kind of leaning more towards that, but I definitely, definitely want to do some type of music event in the near future. So
1: yeah. And the only reason I ask I is I remember event. Jose last year after we had you on, he was like, "Man, he needs to do some kind of like stand-up show or, or something yeah. like that." So like, I can yeah, see so, what him seeing. Yeah. The
0: Alzheimer's Association does a lot of stand-up events already. Um, I've been I've been writing a lot actually, so okay. like I'm trying to get up on that. But uh, there are a lot of events uh, that happen, particularly with. Um, the campaign called the longest day. So there are, there are a lot of events happening and it's, it's kind of my job to make sure whatever we do stands out. So, you know, and uh, that's important to me, but I definitely want to do something with music. I don't know. Like I, I dream about bringing like, weird band like limp biscuit to the freeman Coliseum or something you know
2: <laughs> one day i think we're going to start a little bit smaller just You're to just, start off with uh, round 15 will get there
0: right <laughs> it's a five year plan
2: yeah. <laughs> five, just five
0: we're in three right now
2: two more There'll be Limp get kids <laughs> out there well i know what you mean but
0: yeah it's 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 growing like i said you know and 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 uh, Harry's right, you know, little by little, and we've seen uh, just what our hard work has pulled off. So uh, I'm definitely positive of whatever else we choose to do, it's going to be a success. And um, we've learned we from our other events, you know, especially like with our, uh, our run that we did. It was an official Fiesta event, and we tried to do an after-party Fiesta mixed with our run. But after people run, they're out. So the after party thing didn't work so well. So we learned the hard way, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm, I love that kind of thing. Uh, learning the hard way seems to, has been my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm using Are it you to my trying,
1: like, sympathy donations here. Is that what this you, is turned you, into? You'd
0: you go to beard dot com and, and, uh, you'll find, you'll find our way to uh, donate, you know, to team beard, not, not, don't worry about the other guy. I'm not even
2: going to say his name. He's so not here.
0: I'm name. confused like he's
2: thrown in the towel
0: <laughs> yeah it, already uh, you know what it's funny he was uh, he was actually working out a sink and uh he was kind of like reaching and stretching really crazy and, and i took a picture of him i said look you're already ready you're, you're posing already you
1: know? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's just no shame I, I know like there's no safe moment
0: with you two <laughs> oh, no. no and it's scary sometimes but i love it it works out <laughs> so,
1: Well, we're looking forward to it, Matt. Thanks for coming on and telling us about some more of it today and everything. And we will see you there on Saturday at the Burleson Yard Beer
0: Garden. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I got a split, but uh, I I love it. If uh, if y'all need anything from us, please feel free to reach out. Uh, We're at your disposal. I mean, you've been such a huge help with us, Scott. And uh, if there's anything we can do, please let us know. I appreciate it, man. Always glad
1: to help. (laughs) And like I said, I know it's all for a great cause. So we'll see you guys Saturday at Burleson Yard.
0: Cool. All
3: right, guys. Bye. Thank you. We'll <laughs> see you
1: <y'all. laughs> Well, that was uh, me, uh, Matthew there with uh, Beard vs. Beans here coming up on Saturday at the Burleson Yard Beer Garden. Uh, looking forward to that event. Always a good time. Goes to a great cause. And uh, obviously, you know, Miguel, huge San Antonio FC supporter. Um, so it's nice to be able to give back from the uh, soccer community to uh, some of those worthy causes that uh, a lot of the supporters for San Antonio FC um, also do, you know, they're on the side. So um, that was Beard versus Beans. Without further ado now, we will get into the soccer news here uh, in San Antonio. I do
2: have uh, one announcement or one thing from the chat here. Uh, 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 Sylvia would like to say, hello, Rafa. Um, I believe you are the first one that has a fan uh that is uh you know uh, watching uh, the so. show
1: we've made it big. <laughs>
2: Thank you, so. Sylvia, for watching but uh. uh but so, I saw that. I thought I had to had to throw that in there. You know, nobody's ever said hey, hello Harry or hello Scott. It's you know, but uh
3: so just a shout out to the I ten
2: ice house <laughs> <was right> <laughs> Oh
1: there you go. Shout out to the I ten ice house. All right.
2: Well, well. <laughs> hello Rafa. Uh so yeah, some I guess some interesting news here uh started today, but uh, uh I'm gonna save the big news uh more towards the end that we're you know that we're gonna start out with the runners. Um they uh you know since the last time uh, we were on, uh, they played against the Corinthians, uh, which uh, Scott and I had the uh, fortunate to be able to semi-announce. I think is what you'd call it. Uh, I think we did an all right job. Nobody's complained too much. Uh, so they started off the reason, uh, season winning five to two, um, and because of that, uh, Mikey Maldonado was named the uh, UPSL Player of the Week, and he also won uh, the Banger of the Banger of the Week. Uh, for the goal against uh, S.A. Corinthians, so congratulations uh, to him. Uh, the, you know, uh, the Corinthians have been off. Uh, uh, they don't play until uh, September 28th against Alamo City. Uh, however, the runners uh, got to, went on the road, uh, faced Capital City, uh, who had their first game um, canceled due to uh, a fire at the field, uh, and they ended up uh, walking away with a 2-2 tie, so... Um, it's looking like the heart, at least for the runners, is going to be a little bit more stronger this year. Uh, not walking away with it uh, like they did uh, um, the last two years here. Uh, Alamo City also opened up here, and they're, they're the ones that has the uh, the big news here uh, of the week here. Uh, with uh, um, w- number one, they lost. Unfortunately, they lost the uh, home opener to. Uh, where did it go? Uh, to Coyotes FC two to one, and of course they'll pay, play uh, Bell County uh, on this uh, on uh, this Saturday at four o'clock or this Sunday, pardon me, at four o'clock. Uh, twenty second, yeah, this Sunday at four o'clock here. Um, one last thing on the runners, they have their Open Cup match uh, against the Coyotes FC um, at seven o'clock uh, in, in Temple uh, on September twenty first. So if you did happen to want to go up to there, although I think we're all going to have plans with uh, Beans versus Beards, uh, because that's also on the same night, Uh, but they have their open cup match um, at 7. If you stayed the night up in the area, then you could also uh, catch the uh, counter against Bell County, because that's also in the same area, Um, although that would be a 4 o'clock kickoff there for that. But the big news for Alamo City is they're no longer going to be called Alamo City next year. Uh, they uh, put an announcement out uh, today here that they are going to be, what, rebranding, I guess, is the, the proper word?
1: I mean, I, do, I, I, I don't know if it's more of a rebranding or, or just kind of a joining, though. You know, I'd hate to say and, and discredit what it really is with just rebranding.
2: So, but they're going to be, they have joined the, uh, they're going to be called the San Antonio Surf Soccer Club um, for the UPSL, uh, the WPSL teams. That'll all go into effect next year. Um, And I think even for the academy, Mm -hmm. that'll all go into effect for 2020 uh, because I know there's, you know, some huge changes that that go on with that. Uh, uh, I know that uh, San Antonio Surf, you know, and doing some research um, is affiliated with, uh nike uh so you know you know they're a lot of times already mid-season mid-academy so uh that'll be kind of interesting so um scott you uh, did you know you know you read the press release and you had uh, some comments that you thought that were kind of interesting did you want to share those
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was just reading the article kind of about, you know, the announcement and everything. And, uh, you know, of course, the first thought that I know I had was just kind of why San Antonio surf or I mean, why San Diego surf? Excuse me. And uh, director uh, Rick Kuchla. Kuchla, Kuchla,
2: I think it's Kuchka.
1: Uh, said that uh, one of the reasons the partnership appeals to us is because the folks at Surf Cup Sports share a similar goal, and that is to provide better opportunities for our players and families. We feel that a collaboration between clubs improves our ability to provide those opportunities, strengthens and helps educate our coaching staff in new ways, and streamlines our administrative process so that we can provide the best experience possible for those that put their faith in us. So, uh, you know, when I saw the announcement, that was just kind of my first thought is, okay, well, what advantage, you know, does that bring to a player who maybe is is thinking about joining their academy? And, uh, you know, I think that right there says it. It kind of goes back, in my opinion, to a lot of the same things that we saw with um, SA City and and San Antonio FC and kind of that partnership within the academies. And it's all about uh, academy coaches trying to share – practices, trainings, techniques in order to better the players. And, (laughs) uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that the San Antonio FC Academy does really well. And you see it with the uh, announcement of the academy tournament or championship, whatever it is, it's going to take place there at Toyota Field. But they partner with a lot of other clubs and a lot of other organizations to try and share just practices or tips or strategies or Rafa, you know, I'm kind of curious just because I, I know you come from more of an independent club background. Having experience with some of those other clubs, though, how important is that or, or how much does that help to just build that network of coaches where you're sharing ideas and, and practices and tips, which is what this kind of sounds like?
3: It, it helps out a lot, you know, just kind of building relationships with other teams. Like um, a lot of people don't know. I Actually, when I coached with Texans uh, at the time, they had a partnership with Manchester United. Uh, and that's, you know, they learn a lot from those coaches, and now they're part of Atletico Madrid. It's kind of the same thing when we went to the Juventus one, you know, the Juventus Academy, you know, they have that relationship. And they're, you know, Olivier mentioned about how they'll take some of their players over to, to Turin, you know, have them try out over there and and, and vice versa. So, you know, it says a lot, of, I guess a lot of clubs are looking for these type of opportunities. You know, I'm not too familiar with the surf, you know, San Diego Surf Club, you know, but they may have some connections with, you know, some some pro teams, you know, maybe
2: some of the MLS LA teams, you know, they, they could be. A I know they're affiliated with uh, Orange County, Orange County? Um, yeah. but kind of looking at it, it, almost seems they highlight more of the women's game. And, and yeah. I think with Alamo City, um, at least early on, you see them emphasizing a little bit more with with the women's teams um, so I think that's kind of the advantage of going with uh, the San Antonio Surf is more with the women's games. Um, you know, it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens. You know, with the men's side, I think they'll still get you know benefits from it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I was speaking with uh, you know Jeff from uh, Texas Soccer Journal. You know, at Texas Soccer Journal on Twitter, um, and 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 he, you know, we were kind of having a private conversation. You know, on here, and you know, I did get his authorization to ask you this question here, but. Uh, he thinks a lot of this consolidation is resulting from the develop academy uh, formation, which is making it a little bit more difficult. We'll say uh, for the non MLS and even non USL uh, development clubs to compete like they used to, you think that's, that's valid. Or are you starting to see that where um, you know, the, the, the MLS is kind of trying to consolidate. We can see kind of, it seems like USL is also trying to do that. So if you're not part of you know, the top two leagues, you, do you think we're going to see this more as a trend where you're going to have clubs, state, you know, you know, nationwide start to affiliate with named programs? Which, in you know, when I first heard of it, it is I liked Alamo Cities with the local brand, but going, you know, with this here, with what Jeff was saying, and, and then I think with you know, you'll be interested to hear your answer. Going national is going to give them a little bit more security long term, but you lose that local tie. I think. Right.
3: Yeah, it, it does, and you know, but like you see, the tr- that is the trend. You know, you know what's the best way to to market not only my club team but market my player. You know, to get them to play either in the USL or MLS or overseas. You know, that's that's why a lot of these teams are starting to consolidate because they want to have affiliate, kind of actually sell the team. So if you have a kid, you have tryouts, and you can tell the parents, "Oh, by the way, we're affiliated with this with this team and that team." You know, the outsell. For that for that player to come join their club team, so and like I said, that's that's starting to see the trend, you know, more of the consolidation and you know joining the you know kind of they're becoming like farm teams for these major clubs, mm-hmm. and you know part of their you know feeder system as
2: far as other you know, the bigger teams and so forth. Do you, but, do you? And this just popped in my head. Do you think this is kind of going to put it in line for when? I know MLS is already on board, but uh, I forget the word. We're we're, let's say you know we're we're the buying cup uh, You know pays you know a certain percentage down to the academy clubs. I'm I'm having a brain fart on on what that's called. Transfer. Do you think that's why we're starting to see this consolidation? Is because MLS has cracked that door open to where you know you're already doing the pay to play. But, you know, if you develop, you know, a, a Christian ballistic as an example mm-hmm. to where they're going to also be able to recruit from, hey, if, if he has a contract and, um, you know, they get a, you know, 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it is of that, of that contract filtered down through U.S. soccer. Do you think that's kind of what this is kind of building? Yeah.
3: To? Yeah. And that's that's actually when I was with Club America, that's what we used to do. We would take our use 18 players down to Mexico City. Our owner would take – well, actually, our owner would take them. He would take them out there for the tryout for, like, their sub-20, sub-21 team, and, and they got signed. You know, the club over here in San Antonio got a, a good percentage of the contract, and, the, and that was invested back into, mm-hmm. you know, to the team, the academy. And that was basically, a, like, a selling point. I said, hey, look, we have somebody here who's playing for, you know, for the sub-20 team or the first team. You know, if you join us, you know, this, this could be you. So that's why, like I said, you're starting to see more and more teams consolidate, and also try to get into that pro academy. You know, since like I said, you you uh, SAFC's and pro academy, the younger team, same thing with all of the MLS. I'm sure they're probably kind of developing the same way for the women's team. So maybe that's why Animal City kind of did that, especially for like the women's soccer, kind of try to develop more into the pro academy. So hopefully, maybe some of those girls end up playing with the U.S. national team or, you know, the, in the women's pro leagues, either here. In, Here in the US or Mexico or in in Europe.
1: And I I think that really comes down to the individual club, though, Um, just Mm. because I know here at a local basis through talking to some of the different coaches and stuff like that, the SFC, SAFC Pro Academy is not set up that way, where if you raise and develop a kid for Alamo City and then he goes and plays for San Antonio FC and then San Antonio FC sells him, you know, overseas, like for instance with Ethan Bryant. None of that goes back to that club there at Alamo City. It all goes back to San Antonio FC.
2: So it doesn't – Right now, you. but that could be changing in the future. Because yeah. yeah. the U.S. US – MLS has kind of opened that door where – what, solidarity Payments, I think is what it's called mm. – um, where they're open to have that. because and, and, and you're starting to see it. Like FC Dallas has lost, what, two or three top talents over, over to Germany. Um, you're starting to see where they're investing these, these, the money into the players. And when they, you know, start to develop really well, they're getting the opportunity to go over to Germany once they reach 18. And then, you know, the MLS academies, you know, basically, uh, you know, there's nothing they can do to stop it. So I think that's where you're going to start to see where, um, what will be interesting to see for me to see is, is the, the, the relationship between MLS and USL and, and you know, especially down here where you got San Antonio, you know, who has a top flight, you know, Academy already, Austin FC is building, building one there, you know, is if there's a local, you know, local talent here, let's say Ethan Bryant, you know, he does really well over there, you know, let's say he just, he had stayed here if he signs with, you know, Austin FC or along those lines here to kind of see how that's going to, how that's going to work. And um, I know a lot of that's going to be, You know, determined in the future and Mm -hmm. and you'll see but I think that's you know I I think kind of looking at this um, I think that is the the path that we may be on Um, It seems
1: like that's the direction it's going I know even just like with like the Dallas Texans for instance the club that I played with you know back in the late 90s early 2000s they started to spread out where you had the Houston Texans that were affiliated and the San Antonio Texans that were affiliated and so it is to, to your point Harry it definitely is going that direction where you have more of a regional type brand.
2: And we have reached out to Rick and like I said here, unfortunately with the news this afternoon, I was working, Scott was working and, and unfortunately, you know, he had practice. So we weren't able to, to bring him on uh, tonight, but that is something that we do hope to get, you know, be able to, you know, maybe a, you know, a midweek show that maybe we can uh, do off off calendar to have him. And um, I'd like to see if we can maybe try to reach Mason before we also do that. So, if if schedules work out, you know, there might be a bonus episode this week to, to kind of make up for, you know, for last week here uh, for out here. Because I, I do want to kind of hear his side uh, of it and, and what's, you know, because, you know, I'm assuming they did a little bit of due diligence to oh, see what something. other programs and stuff were out there. Because um, I know Rush Soccer, you know, in USL um, also has that nationwide program a, as well. In, in you know, where we know Rush Soccer from is. Uh, Penn FC, uh, where they used to be in, in, in USL in Harrisburg. So um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes. And and I'm looking forward to having that discussion uh, with, with Rick, uh, you know, when, when, when the schedules uh, reach out here. So the other big news uh, for lower leagues is NPSL. Uh, They announced, uh, um, and I know we don't have a NPSL team right now. I have a feeling that may change with the, with the, uh, new rules, but uh, Jose's uh, favorite Laredo Heat uh, is part of it here. Uh, So exciting news for him. Basically, they're going to come out with a long season. Uh, They're going to start early March through April. We're going to take a break and then uh, reconvene uh, in August through uh, October, November, which you'll have the playoffs and, and national championship game. In the break, though, however, you're going to have that traditional NPSL season like you have now with the uh, college kids mainly. Uh, there will be a separate schedule and standings for each one. Um, it is required that they said that if you participate in the spring, fall, you will have to participate in the summer as well. So um, technically for NPSL, uh, I know they're going to have two different seasons, but it's going to stretch basically the, the USL schedule, if you really think about it, going from early March going all the way through Uh, November. Uh, One thing that they did say is that, you know, the spring and fall will have increased standards, you know, with stadium staffing, budget referees, that stuff here. Um, However, the one interesting thing um, and the one that I'm trying to get a little bit clarification to see how it will affect is uh, players that complete in the uh, spring and fall uh, will be amateurs, we'll say, or unpaid professionals. Now we both know teams like the Cosmos and Miami FC, may not technically pay the players, but they find a way around it. So uh, thoughts on that Rafa and Scott on, on NPSL uh, to me, I think this, I think this hurts actually three leagues. I think it hurts USL championship and league one. So four leagues it hurts USL being able to sign the standout players. Um, I wonder how it affects UPSL. Cause it used to be their branding is that, Hey, we play, you know, uh, spring and fall. Um, You see Houston FC that plays both seasons, but they also have a USL League Two team that also plays um, for that here. So uh, how that would affect that. And then, uh, you know, of course, um, the UPSL, you know, do we think any teams would be willing to step up? You know, I know it's going to cost more, but now instead of just being a quote summer league or, you know, uh, um, it'll be a full season. So, what kind of changes do you think this does for lower, lower levels of U.S. soccer? I think it basically drives up a
3: lot of the talent, you know. It's going to be – I think there's just too many leagues, amateur leagues, in my opinion. I think they need to stick to kind of what we have, like I said, after the USO Championship League and then they won. And, you know, they should have a more organized pyramid – because it's just gonna saturate all the talent, and we're gonna have kind of games like kind we saw like like thirteen to zero, or there gonna be a bunch of forfeits because we can't fail the team. You know, it's it's just gonna cause a lot of headaches. You know, especially like with the college, you know, especially when they depend on college players to play these seasons. And I know they play during the spring season; they have the college spring season. They have to set off for about a month or two. But you know, I I think they they got to really. Think this. I think the U.S. Soccer Federation needs to kind of step in and say, hey, you know, let's, let's organize something more
2: better than this because, you know, it's just too, it's just too many leagues. Well, well, you mentioned that. There's a new league that's starting in the Midwest that's kind of going to be with the, you know, Gulf Plains League. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how this also affects college. You know, if, if you got a kid, it, you know, I guess here would be the interesting part is because NPSL draws a lot of college kids, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, you know, for the summer. So does but USL league Two.
1: Pardon me? So does USL league Two though. So, I mean, those college kids still have. Right. But USL is only
2: keeping to that, right. that short window. Right. Yeah. But to me, and like I said here, we got to see how it works out. <laughs> it just came out today to me, like college, you know, you know, it, it you know, the, the thing that concerns me is whereas it's amateur, unpaid, you know, because you're looking at it, if, if you go to college and you're going to play both the – I don't think you can play spring, fall, and summer while you're on the college, right? You I can. Think, you, you can only played, play one.
1: Well, Vic played in TCC and then played Corpus Christi FC in the summer. Right,
2: but you wouldn't be able to play spring and fall,
3: though. No, because they have a month that then do summer spring soccer. And honestly, for the college, I think they should play – Fall and spring, round, right? That's and year I that, that think that should be the ideal thing, you know, for the for the college players, and then whatever the amateur players, you know, they're playing their own league. That way, it doesn't interfere with that. I know, I know, a lot of those teams probably depend on a lot of those players, but well, you saw.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, Rafa. You saw it's just going to cause a lot of
3: you know, you know, sure. you know well, I can't make it to this game and that and you Know we're going to see a lot of that, and I think they, they really got to think about this and say, you know, is this really worth it
2: or what is it really going to hurt? That's that's the main thing there. I think Scott's right there. I think, well, actually, I think Rafa's right. The one that was meant about the Fed that's something with this, and I, I like the idea of the MPSL expanding because that's something that I think most of us have all asked for. Um, but the side effects of them expanding. Really, send you know if you really look at it, could have huge implications going all the way from the college game, really all the way up to you know you know US USL Championship you know because I know we got Frank Taiu, uh, you know when he was playing MPC I want, you know once his season ended you know he came over you know came and signed with us through there and I think we've had a couple of them um, didn't Connor Presley also come from. Um, he signed late in the year after, I think, playing NPSL as what well. What about Ali Alberto
1: Hassan was an NPSL product too, right? Or did he go after USL? <laughs> Ali Alberto?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. So, He's an NPSL Yeah, so it's, you it's know, me I, that, uh, that just I, – I like the idea, but it's beyond know, the Fed, so – any other questions on the lower leagues? Anything else that we didn't touch base on that you wanted to do before we uh, switch over to uh, San Antonio FC and the uh, huge roster they have? I, I did just want
1: to mention, too, kind of to your your point about the uh, NPSL. Uh, Texas Soccer Journal you know, made a comment on there that um, I think still kind of rings true for some of those clubs, like you talk about differentiating between the UPSL or the NPSL. Uh, you mentioned the higher cost kind of associated with it, but – a lot of it too is, is part of the travel and everything, mm-hmm. you know? So I think some of those same teams, you know, that weren't able to participate in the NPSL for some of those reasons before are probably going to have some of those same reasons, even though they extended into a, a, f- a longer season as to why they prefer competing in the UPSL over the NPSL. But I agree with you, Rafa, until they start to organize some of this lower league stuff and get some type of tier system in place, it just creates more confusion. And I mean, I, I guess it's good for the game because, like you say, it drives up competition, but it's almost bad for the game too, in a sense, from the outside looking in. Because when you're trying to bring more people into the sport and things like that, it starts to get real. Like, I know even my, my football friends, you know, they think USL, there's better soccer in San Antonio on a Saturday night on the South side than what you're going to see in the USL. So a lot of people, I think, from the outside looking in, don't realize the quality of play in lower league soccer and immediately start to associate USL with NPSL with UPSL and like it's all the same when really it's
2: not. But I think that goes back to the poor history that US has had with lower leagues and <laughs> the the not having stability, you know, where you'd have a league here for one or two years, it'll go away, a new league pops up and... You know, you, at least with USL, you've kind of you know they, they've established a little bit of stability. Um, MLS love them they've established a little bit of stability. Although you kind of wonder how you know how it's built. NPSL no. um, has good history, uh, you know, with it. Um, UPSL starting to develop, although you know there's a lot of rough edges right now, as, as we've seen with UPSL uh, locally and even nationally. But there's a lot of great success success stories. Um, With it, you know, for every, you know, one or two bad stories, there's ten or eleven great stories. So, um, you know, it's and, and that goes for all levels. But the problem is, and and this is just how you know we are as a society right now. The the negative stories dominate the the positive stories. So,
1: yep. And I will say, too, just one more on the lower league. Um, I, I was going to see about trying to get the uh, I know you mentioned the runners and the Corinthians. I think that's going to be streamed on Mike Cujo. So we'll see if we can't get no, Mike Coyotes. Yeah, exactly. For the Open Cup match for the yes, runners. So we'll see if we can't get that going at the Beard versus Beans event. I know we've done some San Antonio FC watch parties there during that event before. They're obviously playing on Friday. So we'll see if we can't get that streamed out there at Beard versus Beans.
2: And if you are heading up on Saturday, I know at noon um, Central Texas is playing um, uh, Cowboy Celtic uh, at noon, uh, you, know, you know, I'm sure if you follow them, uh, they're having theirs there. So if, if you wanted to stop in, in the Austin area, you know, watch that open cup because t- I think those two will probably end up playing each other. Uh, you could, you know, you could actually catch a two for one on the one trip up from San Antonio just to... Uh, kind of give a plug to uh, both uh, the uh, you know semi Austin teams uh, up there for that here, but uh, heading to San Antonio. So since we've been on, uh, they lost to Phoenix Rising on uh, a great goal by Asante. I questioned the foul beforehand, but uh, you know he got a hell of a goal. You can't you can't dispute that. Um, and for the first time ever, there was a winner uh, between Oklahoma City and San Antonio. Um, In regulation, I know Oklahoma City won the PK, but technically it's still a tie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But three to one. Uh, I think the big takeaways uh, from both of those is um, I think they played well in both. Uh, You know, against Rising, I thought they were the better team. Uh, They just couldn't, you know, couldn't finish their chances. Um, And against Oklahoma City, they kind of took it to it, but uh, there is uh, some subplots to that.
1: Absolutely, lots of subplots to get into with that one. Um, I think most of us are probably ready to forget the Phoenix Rising match and move ahead into uh, the playoff hopeful scenario and everything. So let's just jump right into uh, that game versus OKC. Uh, Obviously missing a, a couple key elements due to yellow card accumulations, um, well, Hernandez barnby. and Barbie mm-hmm. and Jack barnby both had to sit uh, due to those so I guess it's good to get that out of the way now potentially uh, <laughs> so that you're not having to worry about it when you need them later on maybe uh that was a Powell uh, decision
2: think it goes what five to seven right so they could get in trouble real, real quick, quick if uh, if they don't clean it up a little bit so yeah. absolutely so that kind of caused for some interesting lineup
1: changes though that we saw announced in the 18 Uh rafa uh you you want to share with us you actually had some predictions before the game in the group chat so why don't you tell us about yeah yeah
3: when i posted the who was injured and who was out i was like looking and like voices is out barbie's out. like oh crap Uh, and then we lost uh, billy was let, let go like what's gonna happen here and then but yeah, we didn't touch base on that either. Oops. Yeah, and I'm like, what's going to happen here? And Lang's still out. Jameson's still out. So, who are they going to bring up? So, they bring up old reliable, Rafa Castillo. And then, so, and then they bring Ryan in for retirement. I'm like, They're what catwalk. the heck? <laughs> uh, but, hey, you know. And they still didn't fill the full team. Yes, yeah, yeah, we still had six six subs. on like, uh, this is going to be interesting, but then we saw Oklahoma City with the three subs. Like, hey, we might yeah, <laughs> <here." laughs> <laughs>
1: We might be okay.
3: <laughs> we'll be okay. So, but I, I, I just got to give it to Rafa. He was just lights out. That I, I don't know how he didn't, he didn't make the play. You know, t- team of the week. But he was he was on a mission. I think he he proved himself that he needed to be back on the team and. You know, you can only imagine if he had played a lot of those games, those especially the boarding games, maybe it would have been a big difference on a couple maybe.
2: But I think you you're see, better saving him for this time of the year, though. Yeah,
3: but you can see his leadership and his hunger for the game, and then it, everyone else just fed off, especially Pirano, you know, Frank. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can tell the, the confidence level. They, they just flat out, out outplayed Oklahoma City. And, you know, that first goal he scored from, the, from that pass from Piranha was, was a beautiful Thanks. goal. And and then the second goal with Frank going in and, you know, being up 3-0, hey, we're, we're fine here. And, you know, I know Oklahoma City got a cheap one that was a dive. PK. Okay. Mm-hmm. PK, but. I think it was well, valid. I
2: think LaHood caught him. know yeah, to close. be fair, LaHood caught him.
3: Yeah. But, you know, overall, they can say you can see the team played really well. You know, Tony looked good. You know, for the new signing, get
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, some really good shots. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think he was a good pickup. And so, hopefully, maybe they'll we'll see him with Frank out there. I, I think that's what they really need to do is put him see see what he does with Frank. You know, you know what against LA. You know that we need every single goal, every single firepower up front to get. You know, to get get them some goals in.
1: Well, speaking of firepower up front, um, I think one person that we haven't seen that everybody's kind of been wondering, uh, and I know we still want to get into more of the match, but, Harry, you said it before the show started. Where is Ever Guzman?
2: He's on the 18, but he's not playing.
1: <laughs> and I think a lot of people are baffled by that. I mean, you know, when they when they first signed, um, gosh, I, I just drew a blank. Excuse me. The, Frank Lopez? The, no, the forward that we just signed from oh. – uh, Tony Taylor. Tony Thank Taylor. Taylor. Thank you. I had Taylor. I could not think of his first name to save my life. But when we first signed Tony Taylor, that's kind of where I was thinking that, you know, more of an offensive mid because with Guzman and with, you know, Jamison and with Lopez and you feel like we're pretty stacked up top. But for whatever reason, we haven't really seen anything of ever here lately. Do you think that that trend kind of continues, Harrier? Or, I mean, what are your thoughts around potentially? I think it has to, point? right?
2: If you're not bringing him in, – and in, 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 to be fair, when they brought in Tony, it, they were up, I think, 3-0. Sure. Yeah, they were up 3-0 because he came in in the 76 and they got their PK in the 77. So they were in a comfortable lead. So if you were going to bring him on, that was the time to probably get him some minutes. Absolutely. You know, just just to be fair, you know, looking at, at, at the, the, the the time of the game and, and, and the situation. But – it is kind of odd that that we don't see Guzman. Um, however, this week, you know, you know, I guess this week, next week, you know, if you look at it, they play Las Dos on Friday at I think it's nine thirty or nine o'clock. Nine thirty, um, you know, Texas time. Uh, Wednesday they play at Tulsa, uh, which you know is on a four game unbeaten streak, two wins, two ties. And then they come home and play Fresno, which is uh, second, third in the league. Uh, right now they're third, but they've been second most of the year. So um, for having a short bench, um, you know, with injuries and, and you're getting a couple of people back, um, which will help. But, you know, like I said here, you're, you're going to need all hands on deck, I think, for these for these three matches, uh, you know, in this, what, eight-day period uh, that that's going to be happening. So and with two of them on the road. So it will be – it'll be interesting here, uh, you know, with, with Las Dosas, you know, uh, before I hear, you know, I think they're eighth or some eighth in standings right now. Um, they're ahead of us. So um, it, it's, you know, like the Oklahoma city, if you, if you can get to me, if you can get four points from this road trip between Tulsa and Las Dos, I think you set yourself up. Well, assuming that you can handle your business at home, but the job um, against Fresno, however, if you don't, um, if you don't, you 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 go back below the line, which which is not a good thing. So the, I think honestly, I think we need to get the six points.
1: because you know? Fresno's going to be tough back home. I mean, like, yeah. do you expect to get five? Is that kind of what you're hoping for from these three games?
2: No, I, I expect to get eight. I so, think on, for the road, I think you need to come away with, or, or think you need to come away with at least seven. four points. So seven, seven on the way back. I think you for, I think I think that how Fresno's playing cuz they're starting to dip a little bit and how San Antonio plays at home I'm 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 think pending injuries and cards and stuff I'm thinking they get they get the 3 points against against Fresno. Fresno. Um but against Los Dos and, and and to me more importantly Tulsa which is third at the bottom um on the you know on, on the fixture uh yeah uh Uh, Well, Galaxy's ahead of us by two points with the negative goal difference. Um, You know, they've got two draws and we've got two more losses. That's the only difference. And and we're a plus six goal difference. They're a negative seven. So I think if you can get on them, you can do it. Um, Tulsa, you know, despite the recent success, um, although as we saw with Tacoma, that doesn't necessarily equate with San Antonio on the road. Uh, they're in sixteenth place at uh, you know at twenty seven points with a negative twenty one goal difference. So, well, um, but against always- Tacoma, which was a negative what forty five fifty goal difference, they put five on us. So. <laughs> and Tulsa I can't always, remember the last one we got against Tulsa because it's been yeah, two years.
1: That's what I was about to They've always seemed to play us. For whatever reason, Oklahoma, you know, that Texas-Oklahoma rivalry, we always just seem to struggle against those Oklahoma teams. So maybe with that win over OKC, finally, um, you know, that, that curse is or that monkey's off our back. But uh, Rafa, what are you, what were your predictions? I know you were kind of just fixing to jump into you know hopefully yeah. you get the six points on the road because of the Fresno at home but what what are your
3: thoughts yeah, yeah we, I, I honestly think we need to get the six points on the road because you know Fresno's actually in the fight with um it was in, uh, Reno, Reno in second spot and and that's and that's really basically because they're gonna play and probably end up playing each other you know you want to have the home field advantage. So I think Reno's uh, Fresno is going to come here all with the guns and blazing and try to get the three. Well, at least maybe a, a tie, but I know they're going to try to go for the win. So I think it's important to, to get the three points against L.A. And also that way, just in case we end up with a tie with Fresno, you know, it doesn't hurt us much. But like I say, that's that's seven points there and that get us kind of in the mix of things and hopefully to contend for that fourth spot that fourth spot's attainable. When it's not that far we're not far away from that fourth spot. Is we just we just need to get hot. If we can win these two games and maybe knock off Fresno, you know, that's the right time to start peaking. Yeah. And and then maybe that's some there will be some teams that don't want to play us. You no know, and that's also trying to host one at least one playoff game here. We definitely need to if we're gonna go I guess in the second round of the playoffs we have to host one at least one game to have a chance.
1: And, you know, you, you talk about that number four spot, um, which is where Sacramento, I believe, currently sits. Um, yes. And just kind of looking at their upcoming schedule, you know, they, they play a lot of those middle-of-the-table teams and, and bottom-of-the-table teams uh, with OKC, El Paso, Los Dos, Tulsa. I don't
2: think we're catching the fourth. Um, and the That's reason awesome. why I say that is because you get the two-road here, you come home and play Fresno, but then you go back out on the road for two against Las Vegas, which... Um, you know, you just never know what you're gonna get with the lights, um, and then you get played Timbers too, which they're a two team. They're struggling right now. That you know, they but they were a solid team, but I think they they fell back from the pack. But um, and then you get the Colorado Springs at home, which you know I think they'll take care of pretty you know you know pretty easy. But you don't want to leave it till that last match. But those and, are all bottom
1: of the table teams. I mean, outside of Fresno. Las Vegas Lights, Tulsa, Colorado. I mean, that, that, and that's why- You say
3: I said, that,
2: but Las Vegas Yeah, Sacramento is, struggled with, with with RGV. Las Vegas and Portland are at 35 points. We're at 37. Well, so, I know
1: we're slightly, but you can say the same thing kind of above us. We're at 37 and real monarchs are right, at 40. Right, but
2: I think when you're looking at, at <laughs> and the problem with having this discussion, is you go back to the Tacoma. You just don't know Who's which San Antonio up. team is gonna show up. Yeah. That's the problem with this discussion. Right. And but but just to give it like it it is
1: still a, a, a relative possibility. If it's
2: San Antonio doesn't positive, it's an can play positive well. yeah. And I have more confidence on us and I know this is gonna sound crazy, I have more confidence on us making the playoffs than Austin Bull does. Because well, Austin Bull has one more home game left and then they play the next four on the road. They're they're they' they lost their last two at home. And, and to me, I think you know I think that's one of the huge factors that I think is I think you're gonna see um, the bold fall down fall down the table here just yeah. I think you know that, that old age that they're carrying out, all the, all the bets, those legs are starting to wore out and, and I think you're gonna see you know that them you know nose dive down down the standings. I think Los Dos. I think has a real very challenge because I was looking at the uh, schedules here.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. El Paso's got a, pretty much the kiss of death.
2: Yeah, they so one more,
3: they got one more home game with uh, with Colorado, and then they have Sacramento, Fresno, and Reno back to back to back on the road,
1: and. And I, I think that's where, if we can get these seven points, Harry, like, like you say, you know, I think that really could put us in a position to have that first home game. Now, I get where you're coming from. That's just hard to say. But the
2: team, that you, the, the team that we're not talking about, though, is New Mexico. They play Reno this week, which you, at home, you figure if they can get a point from it. Mm-hmm. They play Phoenix, you say they get a loss. Then they play RGB at home, at, home at Tulsa, Tacoma, and Vegas. Those are all points. winnable games, right there. <laughs> they're already, they're already three points ahead of us. Yeah. Sixteen. That that is, you know, and, and I know that they're three points ahead, and, and you never know how this is going to work out. Don't get me wrong, but after Reno and Rising, they should be, you know, you know they've got three three or four at home, and the one uh, the one away is at Tulsa. Yeah. So to me, you know, when I went through because I went I was kind of looking at this at work here. I, I, I figure, you know, having them lose at rising, which truth be told, they beat rising this year or they've tied rising and beat them in open cup and, and penalties. So they played rising. So even that loss, uh, you yeah, know, I wouldn't say, but, you know, if you're just looking on paper, you know, rising, or you, know, you know, is what, 20-0 and, and and that'll be another discussion that we have here. You know, it might be final thoughts discussion, you know, just with how long we're going. But... Uh to me, that's why I say for us to get to the top spot, you would almost have to win out. Yeah. And get help just because with New Mexico's schedule, with it being at home and who they play, it's going to be tough from. to make up those three points with all the wins that they have.
3: Gotcha, well, if we, win, if we win these two games and then New Mexico loses two games, that's minus six on them. That's plus six on us. So, And, and that and – that, that's how we, you finish the season uh, help, from that point. Help us out a bit because, you know, we'll have them kind of close to an easy schedule towards the end, sort mm-hmm. of the R. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Light the, the candles play the voodoo doll in New Mexico. <laughs> go you know, Phoenix, go Fresno. <laughs> yeah, go Fresno, go, go Phoenix, you know, even go Toros, you know. Maybe yeah, Toros, Toros. put an end, too. Yeah, yeah stop talking
1: trash down in, in the valley, last week
2: with Sacramento and yeah. The,
1: yeah, they're, they're not going to help us out if you keep bashing them on social media there, Harry.
2: Oh, uh, fuck it, dude. It's <laughs> RG, Dude, it's RGD in Austin, dude. You, you saw the... I love this. I had, there was a picture but somebody took of the Austin coach with his head and his hand. Was like, man, he already knows the slide's coming. So, uh, you know, Three Birds podcast, love you guys. Down the Valley, love you guys. But enjoy the non-playoffs.
1: We're ready for it. We're all about it here in San Antonio the way our season started, right? well harry yes. to your point man um you know upcoming match this week uh for san antonio fc i guess if we want to go ahead and just kind of get into that and get into our final thoughts and wrap
2: up the show i think some i think we're trying to see if we can get together a watch party um if we can uh you know we'll send news out uh for that here um but you know with playing las dose. Um, I didn't see when the Galaxy played to see if we're going to get any. I don't think we'll get a slats playing. (laughs) Well, didn't they send down
1: like seven players in their last match, though? Was that or was that Houston? No, that was Salt Lake. That
2: That was was, uh, MLS on MLS crime. uh, Salt Lake versus uh, Timbers Timbers 2 where uh, Salt Lake brought down uh, uh, seven players. So I thought that was interesting. They wanted
1: that one, didn't they?
2: When, when When did the Galaxy play? Uh, so the galaxy play at home on Saturday. So odds are you're probably not going to see a whole bunch of movement. Uh, players dropping down, and they play against Montreal. So and especially they're in a fight for a playoff spot too, because so, they're like they're not going to connect. So I don't think they're probably going to drop any of their players unless they're for sure out. They'll drop their players. So it's it, it sounds like it'll. Be a, a pretty, but last dose has shown that they're a, uh, and we've never won. We've never lost in L.A., uh, but we've never won either. So another one uh, when I when I went through, that's the one that I do think we get the tie on. And, and like I said here, you know, I, uh, I you know, I on my little, you know, trying to see how the schedule worked out. I picked that would be Tulsa, but you know that'll be covered next week here. So, but my final thought, uh, and I want to give a huge congratulations. To Phoenix Rising, uh, they clinched the West this week. Um, however, it was uh, marred by uh, two incidences. One, um, uh, a, a Lost Ghost fan that was in the supporters group area, which yeah, I think kind of odd, but I guess, you know, hey, he was in plain clothes. Uh, he threw a beer can at, at, on the pitch. The uh, refs were going to... Uh, take five minutes to let things cool off, and unfortunately, another a Phoenix fan behind the last dose bench uh, threw another one and hit a. You know, unfortunately, hit a last dose player that I thinks all right. Um, kudos to the, the the Phoenix fans for pointing the pointing them out, having them escorted out. Uh, from my understanding, they got lifetime bans. I'm sure the league uh, is going to be looking into that situation here, but. Um, I know as a fan, you know, I'd be extremely pissed off if two assholes did that and Ooh, caused okay. us not to be able to celebrate, you know, a, a title winning here. So um, hats off to Phoenix. You know, like I said here, I know we give you guys shit and um, I hope to beat you in the playoffs, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, well earned uh, for that, unlike uh, Asante's player of the month uh, for last month here. You know, that was a little bit uh, too bad you didn't do this two weeks ago then. Piranha would have definitely won uh, Player of the Month here. <laughs> so, but that's that. my final thought here. Is is you know, it, you know, congratulations to him, but also congratulations to the supporters and fans for pointing out the assholes that did throw uh, cans up, on there. And, and, and I feel bad yeah. for the poor kid whose dad did it. And you could see he was just walking out and balling. But uh, uh, kudos to you know to the Rising Nation and, and yeah, you know, congratulations to Sam and, and all those guys.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and uh, you know, I'm surprised, I I guess they sell canned beer there at Toyota Field. Yes, they do, Dollar Beer Night, it's canned beer. Well, the Dollar, no, because they pour those in cups, they're the little cups for Dollar Beer. No, it's
2: not, I've been there on a Dollar Beer Night. No, in Phoenix,
1: you're talking about it in Phoenix, I'm talking about what I was saying is, I'm surprised that they still sell, because you know, most stadiums nowadays, they won't give you the bottle or the can for that reason. You have to pour it into the cup. So I. Well, think that's what they're
2: switching to. Which, yeah,
1: that, that was just my one takeaway. That was the awesome thing. thing
2: about Dollar Beer Night. You paid you a dollar, you walked out with beer. a 12 ounce can of Bud Light. Gotcha. And to me, that was the awesome part. And, and yeah, you know, I was it, just surprised
1: was, a, a stadium still offered which, and that's I know like at San Antonio FC they have Shock Top and stuff like that at like mm-hmm. the pizza stations, which I guess yes. they still serve in cans. But, yeah, that was kind of my my first thought was, man, it just surprises me with all the incidents that have occurred. Stadiums still sell beer in bottles or, or cans that can be chunked, you know?
2: That'll be closely reviewed at the end of the year. I, I <laughs> bet. I don't know any shot top cans have gone on the field. And that, that, and that, yeah, the that,
1: was, that was kind of the one thing I was thinking of. I guess like, the shot top. For the top, supporter groups and all that. That one's too pricey. No one's chunking that one.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe it was like uh, – What's it called? Uh, natural light or something? Yeah, yeah. Chatty light.
1: <laughs> well, Rafa, what about you, man? I know, as we said before, you got a busy week coming ahead, man. Give us your final thoughts uh, for, the, for the next couple of weeks.
3: Uh, final thoughts, uh, hopefully, like, Friday night, you know, we get the win. Hopefully, Frank does play. You know, <laughs> I'm sure after, if he does play, he's going to be very motivated to, to get some goals on his old team. And, you know, and, that, and that's what you want, you know, for, for this game. And then the Tulsa game. Uh, we'll see how Paul reacts to that game, you know you know how what happened with the whole fiasco with with saving some players right before the big game and, you know I don't think we need to be doing that we need to go out with everybody mm-hmm. we got we're gonna we're gonna go down in flames you know go up with our best players and so forth so hopefully we can get the six points on the road and then come back on a hispanic heritage night is that, is that I yes, think that's correct? Right. yeah, that's correct yeah for on the 28th versus Fresno, come out, come support, and hopefully we can send Fresno back. You know, I have a cousin that lives over there saying, we're going to send you back with a loss.
2: (laughs) Breaking news here. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but uh, USL San Diego will be starting in 2020. So uh, they'll be uh, scheduled to play their first match in in early March of uh, 2020, so road trip. Uh, I know, not to not to prop up our airlines here, but I know Southwest and I know Alaska Airlines uh, have cheap flights to San Diego, so, and, you know, who can complain about, you know, San Diego weather, so, uh, road trip.
1: Yep, <laughs> we need a sponsor. Hey, that was a free plug for Southwest. Give them a call, Harry. Take a note from Matt's book or something.
3: A road trip on a tour bus or something. <laughs> that might be a although it'll charge.
2: probably be on a Wednesday night, where you can't yeah. go <laughs> because it's a New and, uh, uh, Landon Donovan is rumored to be the coach. So if you're if you're a, a Landon Donovan fan, you know, hey, yay! I'm more of a Clint Dempsey uh, fan as far as who is the better between the two. But. That's uh, a different discussion.
1: Well, as you guys mentioned, uh, there there should be a watch party here on Friday for the San Antonio of C game at a venue. Uh, it's just kind of place and time's determined, but place is still up in the air a little bit. So we'll be sure to uh, announce that whenever we know exactly where. But uh, other than that, uh, we'll see you guys out there at Beard versus Beans. We'll try and get the runners, Coyotes, Open Cup match on to, to, to watch them. Uh, But as always, this is the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. What's life without goals? We out.